morning and welcome um, to our special harvest service today. Um, uh, a warm welcome to everybody who's here and a warm welcome to everybody who's watching online too. What you may not be able to see if you're watching online is that actually church is a bit different today because we are having um, our cafe church, which we haven't had for about four years, three years perhaps. Um, So everybody's uh, sitting around tables and it's going to be a bit interactive and a little bit different today. But uh, we pray that God would still meet us and meet us in new ways as we explore this theme of harvest together. Helen and I are going to be um, leading the service, but we are going to be needing lots of audience participation as well. So um, we look forward to you joining in. A few um, notices before we start. Um, First of all, today we're going to be having returning to our um, monthly shared lunches. So we have our our harvest shared lunch, which is going to be starting at one o'clock. So there's time for you to go home and Bring, uh, get your food and bring it up here, uh, ready to begin at one o'clock. And if any of you are watching at home and want to come and join us for one, then do uh, as well. Um, coming up uh, soon is um, Ladies' Breakfast on Saturday the 15th of October at Fawn Cafe. Uh, we had a great time, uh, I understand. I wasn't there because I'm a man. Um, first time round. And um, so do go along. Uh, it's a great to just connect with other ladies there. And for the men, just an advance notice too, is that um, the men's breakfast for uh, the next one is going to be moved a week forward as we did talk about the last men's breakfast because Terry English, who's one of our mission partners who did our weekend at home back just before COVID, is coming the weekend of uh, the 29th and 30th of October. So he's going to speak at the men's breakfast on Saturday the 29th. So it'll be the last Saturday in October rather than first in November. And um, he's also going to be speaking at St Andrews on the Sunday and there's going to be a shared lunch at St Andrews on the Sunday. So if you would like to come along and join down at St Andrews and hear more about Terry English and we've been particularly supporting his work with setting up the Ukrainian school, Ukrainian refugees, um, then put that in your diary and more will be on the mailing this week. Good, I think that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to hand over to Helen now to introduce the service. Thank you. Oh, welcome, come on in. (laughs) Um, Okay, so today we've come together to celebrate harvest. So I wonder what you think of when we talk about harvest. What's harvest all about? Well, it's the time of year when we thank God for all the good things he's given us. And it's celebrated at this time of year because that's when the farmers are at their busiest. So harvesting their crops and fruits and vegetables. And you've probably seen a lot of the tractors and trailers going along the um, the Wells Road at the moment um, with uh, wagons full of potatoes. And I was driving along with my grandson the other day and he said to me, Grandma, how many potatoes are in that trailer? And I'm like, I have no idea at all. and probably never will know, but um, it's lovely to see that part of farming life around us at the moment. So so has anyone had a go, actually I know you've had a go, at the A to Z of fruit and vegetables before the service? How have you got on? I know you haven't had very long, but we're going to do a bit like that we do at the quiz. Um, so if one person on the table would like to stand up, or if you've done it yourself, you'd like to stand up, and we're going to see how well you've done. This is the beginning of our audience participation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, sit down if you've got less than 10. <laughs> sit down if you've got less than 12. Sit down if you've got less than 15. Sit down if you've got less than 18. Sit down if you've got less than 20. Gosh, I'm really speedy writers here. There's still people standing up. Sit down if you've got less than 22. Sit down if you've got less than 24. Sit. How many did you get, B? 24. I declare you the winner. Well done. (laughs) That's brilliant. 
That's great fruit and vegetable knowledge from lots of people, so well done. And that was just a bit of fun. Um, we're going to sing in a moment, but just to say, there's tea and coffee at the front and um, refreshments on the table, so do please help yourself. If you want a refill of your coffee, you can just come and help yourself. That's absolutely fine. But we're going to start our service by singing, um, Come You Thankful People, Come. <laughs> Thank you for bringing all those wonderful gifts. I'm just going to say an opening prayer. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate your goodness at harvest time. Thank you that you're a faithful, loving God who delights in blessing us. Help us never to take your provision for granted and help us to be generous in sharing it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I think Shirley's going to come and read to us now. The reading this morning is taken from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. And he was chief tax collector and was very wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter, He's gone to be a guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. So Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, 
because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brilliant. Thank you, Shirley. So, um, we've heard the story of Zacchaeus, but I think you might be wondering, what does this have to do with harvest? Do we have to give thanks for climbing trees? Or for trees to climb, even? Well, no, that wasn't the reason for telling the story of Zacchaeus. So, we're going to have a look at the story again. So, Zacchaeus, if you'd like to come here, here we have Zacchaeus. Sorry, we just need to move our props around a bit. (laughs) Right. Ah. Zacchaeus was a man who liked things. And as he began to earn money, so he began to earn some things. Uh, So he began to acquire some things. So... You have some boxes on your tables, so maybe someone would like to bring a box up and give it to Dave, to Zacchaeus. And then a few more, and just don't all have to rush to do it all at one go, but that would be great. So Zacchaeus liked his things. He liked to look at them, he liked to admire them, and he wanted more, and more, and more, and more. So he cheated a bit here and there to get more things. He stored up more and more things until he had so much stuff he couldn't see where he was going. (laughs) He couldn't... (laughs) Oh, there's a little person just coming. (laughs) I think some of the stuff might have to just go on the floor beside. (laughs) Yes. He had so much stuff that he couldn't see where he was going. He couldn't see that other people had much less than him. He couldn't reach out to help. He couldn't even ask for help. He couldn't even move very far from his house because he had so much stuff. Just put it, just put, just pop it on the floor, that's fine. Just put it beside him on the floor, yeah. He couldn't even move very far from his house because he had so much stuff. But then one day, Jesus heard that that Jesus was coming to town. He managed to find his way out of his house, but he couldn't get to the front of the crowd because there were so many people there and he wasn't very tall. (laughs) No one would help him. No one would give him a hand. Zacchaeus had loads of stuff. But he didn't have any friends. After all, he didn't really care about other people. So he had to climb the tree. And then something extraordinary happened. Thank you. Jesus stopped by the tree. He looked up and he said, Zacchaeus. Come down here right now. I want to stay at your house today. So Jesus came to eat at his house. He came and shared a meal with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus put down his things and he sat with Jesus. Zacchaeus was learning to share. As Jesus and Zacchaeus ate together, Zacchaeus realized that he had more than enough stuff. And he decided to give most of it away. (laughs) 
for those who can't see, maybe Zacchaeus is just handing out his boxes of stuff. He's giving all his stuff away. Zacchaeus was learning to give. Suddenly, Zacchaeus realized his hands were empty. He could see where he was going, and now he could reach out to help other people. Zacchaeus was learning to care. Thank you, Zacchaeus and Jesus. Now I need three volunteers to come and stand at the front, if they would. be great. That's one volunteer. (laughs) Well done, Eleanor. (laughs) We just stand on the step there. That's brilliant. Turn around face that way. Come on now. Eleanor's being brave to come and stand at the front. Let's have two more volunteers (laughs) who don't mind being filmed. (laughs) Brilliant. Lovely. So if you you stand there, if you just stand next to her there and right. Okay. So... I'm just going to start. Let me just... In our world and in our lives, we might not collect things like Zacchaeus did, but right, that's quite heavy. Uh, is that too heavy? You might need to put it by your, by your feet, that one. Oh, that as well. Can you hold that one as well? Can you hold one more or not? No, okay. Just stand to face that way. Lovely. Um... But for some of us, we have so much food in our lives, we sometimes don't see that there are people who are going hungry. Do you want me to take the potatoes? Are they very heavy? Okay. (laughs) You hold the carrots and the tomatoes. There we go. You can hold some rice now as well, can't you? Can you manage that one as well? Yeah, perfect. Brilliant. Okay. Oh. Um, Can we just put these on? They're probably a bit big. Martin, there we go. I'll give you those and those and that and that. Thank you. That's fantastic. So in our world and in our lives, we might have everything we need to live comfortably, but we sometimes forget that there are people who don't have a home or money to buy the necessities of life. Will they go on over the top? Yeah, perfect. Okay. Now, Jean is here. She has got loads and loads of friends. I'm not going to ask you all to come up and crowd around her, but just imagine she's got loads of friends crowded around her. In our world and in our lives, some of us have so many friends and people who love us that sometimes we no longer look out for those who are lonely and unloved. So you see, the story of Zacchaeus has everything to do with harvest. It's about sharing and giving and caring for others. Sometimes our lives are so full of things, possessions, anxiety, being important, coming first, that we find it hard to see where, uh, where we're going or to reach out to others. But when Jesus changes us, softens our hearts, when we share in hospitality and friendship, when we give away generously to others, and when we're thankful for all that God has given us, then we are able to enjoy all of God's world together with everyone. Thank you very much. Do you want to just pop the stuff down? We're going to sing now a song. As we reflect on this, we're going to sing Beauty for Brokenness.
Lord, come and change our hearts, we pray. And as we reflect more on this story now, would you be at work in us? Would you shape our hearts into uh, a shape like yours? Would you speak to us now, we pray. Amen. Do grab a seat. Um, It's all right, I'm not going to talk for very long, but we're going to have a bit of a discussion in a moment too as we think a bit more about this story of Zacchaeus. Helen's already um, just helpfully shared so much um, from it already, which we're going to pick up on too. But I want to think a little bit more about um, his complete transformation that day. You know, during the course of the story, Zacchaeus you could say, underwent heart surgery. You know, we we might think uh, at the start, whoops, um, we might have described him as hard-hearted and tight-fisted. You know, there he was, cheating others, storing up wealth for himself, looking out only for himself, grabbing whatever he could. And I wonder why he was like that. I think Helen's, what Helen's illustration is so helpful, isn't it? That, that thing of, you know, just having so much stuff that actually you can't see properly. You just lose sight of things that are really important, of other people. Perhaps too, I wonder whether actually, you know, there were past hurts in his life. Maybe people had mistreated him a long time ago. Maybe people had just brought him, maybe been brought up to just realise that and think that, that wealth was the only important thing. Maybe there was bitterness there. Maybe he was just a greedy man. Hard-hearted and tight-fisted. But that's not where he stayed, was it? Because we might be able to say that by the end, actually, he was soft-hearted and open-handed. There he was at the end, being generous, giving half of what he had to the poor, giving back people back four times what he cheated of them. He finally could see the needs of others, and his heart was changed to do something about it. And what occurred to make that transformation. Well, he encountered Jesus, didn't he? And as he encountered Jesus, his heart was changed. It was healed, restored, softened, transformed. Hard-hearted and tight-fisted to soft-hearted and open-handed. And as he was transformed, so was his community, wasn't he? You can imagine that actually the community was changed that day when they saw him being generous, giving back. People's lives were transformed by his generosity back to them. When we are transformed, those around us are transformed. And as I've been reflecting on this change, it it reminded me of another passage from the Bible which actually we had at our joint PCC meeting last week from Deuteronomy chapter 15. Let me read it to us. This is, um, Jesus, uh, this is uh, just a message to God's people, the Israelites, instructions for them in Deuteronomy. If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land of the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather be open-handed and freely lend to them whatever they need. Give generously to them and, and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites who were poor and needy in your land. And this passage, you know, it illustrates what we find throughout the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament, which is God's call for us to look after the poor, the needy, those on the margins, the foreigner, those who don't have 
as much as stuff as us. And it comes directly from God's heart of generosity, I think. You know, the soft heart of God, the open hand of God who gives to us when we don't deserve it. The soft heart of God, the open hand of God who seeks out and has a bias towards the needy and the oppressed. The soft heart of God and the open hand of God who loves us so much that he sent his only son that we may have everlasting life. And you just need to think of the description of the early church in the book of Acts, you know, just shortly after Pentecost, after God had, had met them in that amazing way. And it's said of that community in Acts 4, there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money to the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had needs. You know, that's a wonderful picture, isn't it? of soft hearts and open hands. And we live in tough times now, don't we? You know, we don't know what this winter is really going to be for so many people. The cost of living crisis means this next few months are going to be probably the most challenging in many, many, many years. And I think the challenge that this passage gives to us this Harvest Sunday is to say, what does it look like in these coming months for us to be soft-hearted and open-handed and to reflect the heart of God to our fellow Christians, to our community, to our world. And I want to just give us a few moments around our tables just to explore and think and talk about some of these things. And there are three questions which I'd love to just invite you to chat about around your table. Firstly was that question, why do you think Zacchaeus' heart was transformed that day? You know, what was it that actually meant his heart was softened and changed? Secondly, what holds us back from being soft-hearted and open-handed. And we're not simply talking about money at all. We're talking about that in the, in the whole scheme of things, in generosity and the whole of, of life. What holds us back? Perhaps think about, you know, that illustration of all the boxes there, not being able to see. And then thirdly, perhaps, in the current cost-of-living crisis, you know, what might it look like for us to be open-handed, to live out that command in Deuteronomy 15? What might that look like, both as individuals and as a church there. So we're just going to have a few minutes to talk about those questions on our tables. We'll take a bit of feedback in a moment. But um, let me pray and let me just ask God to guide our discussions. Lord, we hear of your heart and your call for us to have soft hearts and open hands. And just as we talk now, would you meet us And would you speak to us? And would you transform us for us to be the people you call us to be? Amen. So do have a, we'll have six six or seven minutes just thinking about those three questions. Just hear some thoughts on uh, any of these questions. So, first of all, why do you think Zacchaeus' heart was transformed that day? Any Helen's going to come back round with the roving mic. Don't be, don't be slow in coming forward. Um, took an interest in him first, and that was the spur. Jesus valued him and spent time with him. And that suffered Yeah. Have we ever had a knowing look from somebody? Have we ever had a knowing look from yeah, somebody? Okay. And I think the look of Jesus to yeah. on Zacchaeus would have been enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
I um, thought that Jesus had unconditional love, whatever, mm. whatever his life was, it, and that's true for us too. Mm. Unconditional love, yeah. And when you meet unconditional love, actually transformation can happen, can't it? Great. What about the second one? What holds us back from being soft-hearted and open-handed? What, what is it that perhaps holds us holds us back? Right at the back. Go on, Kay. Um, fear of rejection. Yeah, fear of rejection. Yeah, yeah, interesting one. Fear of the future. Yeah. Fear of the future. We don't have unconditional love. We're judgmental. Yeah, yeah, we're judgmental. Overwhelming need. You know, if we start thinking about it, there's so much, yeah. and we just don't know what we can do, and so we don't do anything. Yeah. And that's interesting, isn't it? Overwhelming need. That actually, Jesus that day just dealt with one person, didn't he? He dealt with the one person that he was led to deal with. And you know, perhaps that's something for us too. That is just to say, who's the one person that we God's going to lead us to? Um, I notice there's a lot of talk about fear, and we came up with two fears: fear of being taken advantage of, and fear of being made fun of. So it's fear that uh, yeah. is the word that seems to come up. And we talked about lack of trust as well, lack of, actually it's lack of trust that God would provide. And the interesting thing in that Deuteronomy reading is that actually if you, if you do this and have open handed, then God will bless you. Now that's not a, about a prosperity gospel, I don't think, but it's, it's saying that, you know, if we have this obedience to do what God calls us to do, then actually, you know, we trust that God will provide. And, you know, that's certainly been my experience over the years. Um, but sometimes we stop trusting, don't we? Keep. That's exactly what your Deuteronomy passage said. Yeah. And right at the end, there will always be poor people among you, but that should not prevent us from taking action. Yeah, 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 great, thank you. So, final question, in perhaps thinking forward, you know, this, this cost of living crisis that we're all in now, what might it look like for us to be open-handed, both as individuals and as a church, what, what might God be, you know, putting on our hearts? I was just saying about um, food bank, and they were saying about um, the things that they want are things that are instant to cook, so either microwave or yeah. boiling a kettle because of the cost of living crisis. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not about providing pasta. It's about things that they can just do instantly and cook cheaply at home. Yeah, thank you, Karen. We talked a little bit about the need for cash. We can give food, but sometimes people just need the money to go and buy stuff. And they tend to go for very expensive loans. And so we thought, what about setting up a credit union uh, in the church where people can borrow at a very low interest rate? Um, I don't know anything about credit unions, but they do appear to do do something good. And perhaps the church could get more involved in lending people money. I I don't know whether Peter's going to say the same thing that I was just going to say, but there's that Malvern no-interest loan scheme. So there is a scheme in Malvern running where people can borrow money to buy, um, say they need a cooker or a microwave or something, and they, they don't have to pay any interest, and then they pay it back over the next however many months. So, um, if anybody needs to know more, we can ask Peter or me. So, anybody else got any ideas? Sorry. Was that a hand waving? Oh, yep. <laughs> Just getting your own back for last week. I seem to have a group that had lots of ideas. Yeah, the food bank was on there, and um, one person said being aware of the need, and, uh, um, another thought was being a member of a group and um, being a member of a church is the obvious one where you share ideas about mm. what we need to do but there's other groups obviously we're thinking Rot- Rotarians and CAP and other groups that make us aware 
and then another thought came out about uh, just sharing a smile and, and sharing a chat with people that goes back to you know what we talked about at the start with Jesus doesn't it just he gave time to Zacchaeus and that was there. one, one, two more you can continue chats over coffee. Having been at the Victorian PCC last week, um, we were talking vaguely along this line. I don't think we got very far, but mention was made of war- a warm place idea. And I think um, there are other, peop- other groups within more than thinking along the same lines, but the idea of possibly opening our church or possibly a room down at St Andrews that would be warm so people could come into the warmth, but then probably needing some activities or something while they're there. Sorry, was there someone else? I think the Blessings Fund for uh, CAP has been very good. I know somebody who's had a fridge, a washing machine, and just lately when um, I visited, her tumble dryer was on for an hour. And so I suggested she had an error, and the Blessings Fund has bought an error. She said her tumble dryer hasn't been on now. Thank you you for all those. And can I just encourage us to keep having those discussions over coffee and uh, in the week? And, you know, if you're... What what we need for for a lot of this stuff is just people to volunteer. If we're going to have a warm room down at St Andrews or whatever, or, or up here, wherever it is most efficient and, and, and convenient, or at the, or the octagon, then actually, you know, we need people to come and say, actually, I'm going to come and be part of that. And talk to Angela and Bob about the octagon. They're always looking for idea for, for people to come and help um, there and, and just be there and listen and um, just be part of what's going on. So if, you, if that's what God puts on your heart, then, you know, have those conversations. Come and talk to us. Come and talk to these people. Come and talk to Helen. Come and talk to Peter about Food Bank. Um, with that. So as we are going to move into just a short time of confession, I just want to go back actually to that picture. And if we think of this as a spectrum of hard-hearted and tight-fisted to soft-hearted and open-handed, where are we at this moment today? And just maybe we need to come before God and allow God to meet us and transform us and soften our hearts. God, our Father, we're sorry for the times when we've used your gifts carelessly and acted ungratefully. Hear our prayer and in your mercy... Forgive us and help us. We enjoy the fruits of the harvest, but sometimes forget that you've given them to us. Father, in your mercy, forgive us and help us. We belong to a people who are full and satisfied, but ignore the cry of the hungry. Father, in your mercy, forgive us and help us. We store up goods for ourselves alone as if there were no God and no heaven. Father, in your mercy, Forgive us and help us. And just receive the forgiveness of God and allow God to soften our hearts, align them to his, and change us so that we may serve you and serve others, we pray. Amen. Thank you. And, um, yes. <laughs> um, we're going to sing again now. Um, We've got a great God who loves us, even when we don't get stuff right all the time. And he cares for each one of us. So we're going to stand and sing, Our God is a Great Big God. This has actions, and I'd love you to stand and join in. However, I can't move the screen on and do the actions. So um, are you going to do the actions or move the screen? (laughs) Ellen, are you going to come and do them? I mean, I can half do them, but um, yeah. So you need to stand. You need to bring out that inner child in you and that joy when you think about how much God loves us. Even though we don't know, we don't get it right, but he still loves us. So our God is a great big God.
thank you so much. That was fantastic. Okay, I can sit down, draw a breath. So, you might have been wondering why there are jigsaw pieces like these on your table, because you might not have been wondering, but they are there. And we're going to use them for our prayers this morning. So there's jigsaw pieces and there's pencils. If anyone doesn't have them, we've got spares. Um, but what I'd like you to do is to write a prayer. Now, you might want to write a prayer thanking God for the harvest. You might want to ask Jesus to help soften your heart. Or you might want to pray for someone who's struggling. So you don't need to write lots. You can just write names if you want to. If you're too little to write, you can ask a grown-up to write for you, or you could draw a thank you prayer. And um, so we're just going to um, spend a few moments doing that, and then we'll collect them all up. So, sorry. The reason for the jigsaw pieces is that just as when you do a jigsaw, all the pieces come together to make a beautiful picture, here all our prayers are coming together and they're going to make a difference in our families and our communities. So let us pray. Thanks, Margaret. Thank you. Father God, we bring all these prayers to you. Prayers of thanks and prayers asking for help prayers for ourselves, and prayers of blessings for others. Father God, please soften our hearts and help us to be generous in all we do and say, Amen. Let's join together in saying the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread our sins as we forgive those who sin against us lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for the kingdom the power and the glory are yours now and forever amen so our time together is coming towards a close and we're going to finish by singing together the lovely old harvest hymn we plow the fields and scatter so, Janet, over to you.
sea time and the harvest. You have blessed us with many things. Send us from this place further blessed and strengthened so that we might live and grow and bear good fruit to your praise and glory. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you all so much for coming. You can sit down again if you want to. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for joining in. You've been fantastic. And there's tea and coffee still at the front and there's still cakes to eat. So please do stay and chat and, um, and thank you all. That's, thank you team over there as well. Thank you very much. Yeah.